Welcome to episode 35 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Computer Business Breakthrough. Computer Business Breakthrough is an online training program where you can learn how to escape the grinding, break-fix mindset of cheap clients and feast-or-famine finances so you can focus on being a truly sought-after expert in your field. Check it out at computerbusinessbreakthrough.com. It's also brought to you by TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean, professional, and effective website up and running for your IT business. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder. Learn more at TechSiteBuilder.com. Well, if you're watching the video, as you can see, this is the holiday special of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Uh, we're going to have a fun, kind of relaxed time today, just talking about some marketing uh, things that have come up in the Computer Business Marketing Facebook page. And also, we have a very special secret guest coming on the show, uh, so you're not going to want to miss this. Stick around for this episode, all that, and so much more, coming up right now. Ho, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the Tech Site Builder Facebook page. Click the following tab and then select See First so that the live stream will jump to the top of your Facebook feed. All right, guys, I'm actually re-recording the intro to this week's episode of the podcast because we were having some technical difficulties with my audio during the live show. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to catch you up to what happened during the live show up to the point where we were able to fix the audio issues. And you didn't miss much. Basically, all I did was I introduced our special guest this week, and that is Paco LeBron. You might remember Paco as the a previous co-host of the Computer Business Podcast and the Computer Business Marketing Show. Now he's doing his uh, own podcast over on the Podnuts Network, the Podnuts Daily Podcast. Uh, so I just introduced Paco and asked him how his business was doing. And now we're going to jump into the part where I asked him if he's trying any new marketing techniques uh, in his business lately. So let's jump into the uh, the show with Paco LeBron. So... Has there been any kind of like new marketing stuff you've been trying or you've been looking into? So in our transition to uh, small business IT, we are starting to change our image or branding in a little bit. So what we were doing was we were kind of trying to do the whole typical, I want everything. So we're going to put computer repair. We do virus removals. We have small business. So what we've done is we've kind of scaled back the onion, figure out what are the best services that are, that are going to sell that are doing well that we did for residential, but can be applied to businesses. Mm. And so what we did, so like, you know, computer crashes, um, simple things that made us money, but didn't really, you know, bend our brain too, too much um, to try and figure out. So we started doing that. And so we updated our tech site builder. So we ended up doing a, instead of using our services, we ended up doing our messaging. So it's instead of on those three boxes, how you have like virus removal, uh, I forgot what we had before, computer repair and iMac crash. Now we have who we are, what we do, why we do it. Nice. And so now it allows us, so if they want to do the services, they can either click services, which is normally what they're going to do anyway, or click the middle one and it'll bring them to. So there's a lot of interlinking that we've changed. We've also done a big campaign on all of our business clients. Um, we exported all of our client lists from Repair Shopper that were businesses that we marked, um, which I've realized is not a perfect system because there's some of them that we didn't mark as businesses. Right. So um, I have to go back to that. But we got a good 40, 50 businesses and created a Google Sheet where we emailed them an email directly from my email address. Um, and this is kind of what I poked you a couple weeks ago or maybe even last week about uh, the email program Mixmatch. Hmm. And so I started using mix is mix match, right? yeah, mix max max. Okay. Yeah. So I was started using mix Mac mix mix max. <laughs> yeah. It's a tongue twister. Uh, <laughs> and to track the emails because I wanted the email coming out to look genuine and I didn't want to use a, a, a MailChimp so it can be ignored 
because I didn't want them to think it was going to be a, a commercial email. Um, I don't really like writing emails out of Repair Shopper. I don't feel like I get a good control out of writing emails out of Repair Shopper. So I did it from Gmail, my Gmail system from our G Suite account. Uh, wrote a template, saved the template in, in uh, MixMatch. MixMax? Yeah, MixMax. <laughs> um, and just started sending them out to all, the cl- uh, all my business clients. And I customized them to whatever their issue was, asking them to write us a review on Google. Oh, okay. So basically saying, hey, we appreciate your help. So I actually did two things in this email. I did a call to action saying, thank you for your help uh, or supporting us with your issue of X. So data recovery, laptop, whatever it was. As we try to increase our footprint in 2018 with other small businesses in the area, we would appreciate if you can give us an honest feedback in the form of a Google review. Here's the link below, which was the grade us link that we talked about back in the computer business podcast. Right. Put our link there. And then the bottom said, we appreciate your help or your support in the past. If there's anyone that you know of that could use our services, we would appreciate the referral. And then I put my signature and send it off. So, and then I color coded the Google sheet on who left us emails or who left us reviews, who were potential leads, who are people we should not call. (laughs) And, um, you know, just all that. And we got a really good turnout. We got, I think out of 40 of them that we sent out, we got a good seven or eight reviews that were written on there. Um, so it just, you know, it's all about quality versus quantity, right? And more that businesses wrote these reviews gives us more credibility for other small businesses to reach out. And I did see a good turn because this week, although it's a slow week, there were businesses that called me versus residential clients that were calling us. Oh, so you saw kind of a direct return from that. Yep. So I didn't notice that. And it was just a matter of, and I knew it at the time where the tech site builder wasn't, you know, screaming or saying we did small business IT. It was really modeled to say, Hey, we do computer repair. So that was the first thing I needed to change. Once I changed that, everything kind of just fell like the dominoes that it needed to be. Right. And I like what you're doing on the homepage with the, uh, just the single image of, of, I guess, downtown Chicago. Is that That's actually that in front of my office. Correct. So it's downtown office, Chicago, yeah. but it's, it's the address in front of my office. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's good. Um, that gives it kind of a nice, uh, you know, uh, like personal touch. And it's not like a stock photo or something. It's actually where right. you're located and everything. And, and one other thing I did change, I was actually changed before my color scheme was toward um, the logo. But I actually changed the, the, the color scheme to orange and blue yeah. for the local football team. Oh, okay. I was wondering about that. So what I did was I went to, and I forgot the website, but I basically Googled uh, Chicago Bears color <laughs> and it pulled the hexadecimal color schemes and I popped that into TechSite Builder for which one looked better. Was orange outlines going to look better? Was it blue? Nice. And I changed them up. So now those are actually the true colors of the bear, Chicago Bears on the site. So when people look at it, and for those that are true Bears fans, we'll know and it kind of resonates the whole Chicago theme without screaming, hey, we are a Chicago repair shop. That's very or cool. I Chicago like that. You should, uh, you should put that in your logo. Make your logo the, those colors as well. Yeah. So we're, we're, th- we're thinking about redoing the logo as well. That's another whole thing, but I got to get a <laughs> yeah. graphic designer and stuff like that. Right you now, know. we're just working on messaging and, and getting that branding out there as well. So we're going to be working more on updating the images getting on canvas and writing some of the images or writing the reviews that were filtered, start creating some cool canvas quotes or from the reviews that were filtered out from Yelp and start putting those as images in Yelp versus just screenshots that I have before, um, which I got that idea from Dave Greenbaum of just doing the screenshots and putting them up. So I'm actually going to convert those into actual images looking a little bit nicer and putting them up similar to the Google's uh, say thanks. I think it is. Mm, or small. Yep. Um, something similar to that, but for the Yelp stuff. So nice. a couple other things on the, on the horizon that I got to take care of on the ever so growing list. Of that course. I need to do. Yes. And I, you, I mean, you're focusing on the right stuff, right? I mean, a lot of people would focus on the logo first because that's just something easy to focus on and they spend weeks, you know, trying to get their logo perfect. And really that's like the, the least of the things to worry about. And that's the thing you can say for last. Um, yep. it's, it's and then, really the messaging and the, who's your target audience and speaking to them and, and all that stuff. Yep. And I've been actually re redo or how is it? I should say this re-emphasizing my skills on sales as well. 
So I've actually been rewatching a bunch of all my old sales stuff that I got from when I went to the uh, that workshop back in, in April with my friend who threw it. Um, I went ahead and redid some a lot of rereading on books, understanding presentations because I understood like what was happening was I was getting these leads and very good lucrative leads, but I was not closing them and mm. I couldn't figure out why. And the thing was, it always came back to when it came down to the price. Or when it came, even some of them were just trying to get a meeting and they just decided to just say, I'm okay. Mm, you know, yeah. it was a matter of time and wording things the right way to present the urgency slash, hey, this is why you want to get this in your, in your spot. So just being able to do that block um, objections is kind of what I've been working on so far. So gotcha. that's what I've been kind of working on marketing and getting my sales uh, pitch down. It's kind of been the two biggest things to really um, get us going hopefully in 2018. Nice. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, um, so I, th I think our, our, uh, our plan for this episode is to just kind of, um, you know, talk about some of these uh, posts that have been coming through in the uh, computer business marketing Facebook group uh, okay. and, you know, get your opinion, get my opinion, and we can kind of uh, talk about them and, and see what we come up with. Sure. So before we jump into that, let me do a shout out to our first sponsor, and that is Computer Business Breakthrough. So Computer Business Breakthrough is the acceleration training for IT entrepreneurs. And we say IT entrepreneurs because this training is really made for the solo uh, entrepreneur. If you're running your business as a solo consultant, as a solo technician, and you're trying to do everything, you're trying to do break fix and MSP and backups and, and you know, building websites and, and doing networking and this and that and, and Outlook and Office 365, and you're trying to do everything you're never going to be able to do any of it well. You're going to kind of do some of it okay, and you're going to be spreading yourself thin, and you're going to be burnt out. You're going to be working, you know, 120 hours a week and on weekends and on nights, and, and, and it's going to burn you out. Um, and that happened to both Lisa Hendrickson and I, uh, and we found clarity and we found success through focusing on a niche and then becoming experts at that niche, dominating that niche, and then doing lots of, organic marketing like uh like you know podcasts and social media facebook groups um writing blog posts doing seo having a good website being active everywhere we can be and all of that stuff works well when you're focused on a niche and when you're you know getting yourself out there and and you know how to do all that stuff so that's why we created computer business breakthrough it's it's online training it's over 20 hours of video Basically, Lisa and I telling you how we run our businesses and how we grew our business, how we found a niche that we love, uh, and we were able to build a very successful business out of focusing on just a narrow uh, service area. So for Lisa, it was Office 365 and Outlook, and for me, it was WordPress and websites and marketing. And for you, who knows what it can be? We've had some students go through the course who have, uh, one of our students focused on security and virus removal. Another one of our students is focusing on uh, Google Apps, and so he's just going to be consulting around everything that has to do with Google Apps, like Gmail and, and the suite of, of tools that you get with Google Apps, um, the G Suite, I guess is what they call it now. Um, and so, you know, people are finding different niches that they, they, they are comfortable in, that they have fun doing, and, uh, and they're focusing on that. And so you can, you can kind of learn all of that stuff and then join a community of like-minded people. Uh, who are all kind of doing the same thing and wanting to grow their business as a solo technician. These people don't want to grow a huge MSP with lots of employees and they don't want to turn into a CEO. They want to just be, you know, a, a business owner, an entrepreneur. They want to do what they love and get paid premium prices for doing it. And that's what we teach you to do in Computer Business Breakthrough. Lots of different videos, lots of different sessions that we take you through, choosing a niche, uh, setting your prices to a premium level, how to deliver your service like a world-class uh, like world service, um, how to find partners to help you with the things that you aren't going to be doing. Um, and then we go through lots of different marketing, like how to set up your website, how to, uh, how to do uh, proper blogs and, and webinars, podcasts, videos on YouTube, social media, um, networking in person. We talk about all the different ways you can market your business. Most of them are free. We don't talk about like PPC or hiring a sales guy or any of that stuff. All of this stuff is really just free marketing that you can do on your spare time um, just by talking about what you love to talk about. 
Uh, and then we close out the training talking about um, some kind of back-end operations and analytics and learning how to look at all the different metrics in your business and figure out what's working and how to track it and then how to grow it and uh, how to make intelligence decision, intelligent decisions around those analytics. Um, and so that's all there in Computer Business Breakthrough. Uh, it's super affordable. Uh, just one payment uh, will get you access to all of that stuff. So check it out at computerbusinessbreakthrough.com. We've got a lot of students that just started coming through it again. So it's, it's kind of an active community again, and we'd love to see you in there as well. So hope to see you there in computerbusinessbreakthrough.com. All right, so let's jump into uh, the computer business marketing group. So as you guys know, if you haven't been living under a rock for the last year, uh, in the computer business marketing Facebook group is where you can go. Just search for computer business marketing in Facebook, and that's where you can uh, see all of these discussions that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, lots of great um, you know, tips. I love our group because we rarely go off on tangents. It's, it's very focused on computer business marketing. People are asking great questions about how to market their computer business, and they're getting very helpful answers. Uh, so I, I think it's a great place to hang out. So the first one I want to talk about was um, from Tom Bull. And uh, Tom Bull writes, so how do we go about telling existing customers that we are no longer providing break fix and will be MSP only? Should I send an email, a letter, do it face-to-face, -face, tell them about other places they could call? Uh, I'm just curious about the best practices. Thanks in advance. And uh, so he got some good advice um, for that. Uh, you know, my, um, my preference is to just, just be honest. Just say, you know, hey, we're, we're changing our business's focus. Maybe send, send a, a, you know, it depends on how many BreakFix clients you have. If you, ha if you have a lot, then maybe a mass email. You might have to do a mass email. But if you, if you don't have a lot, if you're able to send individual emails to each person, I would recommend doing that. Maybe spending, you know, taking a weekend and just crafting individual emails because then you can, because um, a lot of your break fix clients might end up being good uh, MSP clients, especially if you're doing, you're still going to be doing residential MSP and business MSP. A lot of your clients might be interested in something like that. So I would, you know, if you can craft an individual email for these guys saying, hey, you know, uh, I fixed this, this, this for you. If you were to go on my new MSP model, then I could take care of all of that stuff on a recurring basis. It would be proactive and, uh, and you could pay this low monthly predictable fee instead of paying all this money that you paid before up front, um, you know, to fix it when it happened. Um, and that way you can get real personal with it and, and talk about the individual things you've done for that client and how going to the MSP model would be better. But of course, you know, you might have hundreds of, of clients uh, that, you, that you work with. And in that case, you know, maybe putting together a mass email saying, talking about your new MSP model, talking about the benefits of it, saying, you know, using words like peace of mind, uh, secure, proactive, stuff like that, where you can really sell them on the benefits of it um, and, and let them. And then I think it would be a good idea to find someone to refer out the break fix work to if you're no longer going to be doing that saying, you know, hey, I'm st still going to be taking care of you. It just might not be me who's taking care of you, but I'll take care of you by referring you to my break-fix partner. Um, actually, recently, I think it was in the computer business marketing group, but it might have been in another group where someone posted a video that they created that they sent out to all of their customers saying, we're not doing break-fix anymore, but here's this guy standing right next to him. He had the guy standing right next to him in the video saying, hey, this guy is going to be taking over my break-fix work, so hey, get to know him. He's going to be partnering with me. We're going to be working really close together. So that might be a, an approach you want to take. Partner with someone, get to know them, bring them in on a video or bring them into the email, bring them into your, your Facebook group or wherever you talk to your, your clients and, uh, and introduce them and, and make the introduction there. Uh, and that way, you can, you're still taking care of them, and that way, they, they feel secure knowing that you're there for them, and then they might end up signing on to your, your MSP stuff as well. Um, you know, I think like a, a letter or face-to-face face -face would be too much to do for uh, if you have lots of clients. Uh, a physical letter, you know, personally, I hardly read letters anymore. Um, I, I assume most of them are junk mail. So you don't like a good piece of mail? <laughs> I like a good piece of mail. <laughs> I usually assume that a piece of mail is not a good piece of mail. 
Um, but you know, that could work. Um, I, I, I like email. I'm just, I'm, I'm techie like that. Uh, your, your client, if your clients are like older, maybe you want to send them a, you know, a, a snail mail letter or just do all of the above, you know, just, just cover all your bases. I don't know. What do you think, Paco? Yeah. So I, I contributed to this post, uh, mentioning kind of like what we talked about earlier <clears throat> is I'm doing similar to the same thing. And so there's two things on here. Cause he mentioned providing break fix and going on to MSP only. So I don't know if he means <clears throat> he's had businesses where they've called them for on-demand work, uh, break fix, and then, hey, we don't actually don't do that unless you sign a contract. Or mm. if he does residential break fix and now is planning to do small business, kind of what I deter- uh, interpreted from the post, so I gave him my feedback. But exactly like you said, see, my, my issue is uh, mine's a little bit different because for the first three years, I was kind of removed from the client greeting process. A lot of my clients that I um, have serviced didn't see me or talk to me physically because it was either via emails through our process for a repair shopper or our front receptionist. They were kind of the face talking back and forth along with answering services and things like that. Um, so for those that I've accrued, because I think I've accrued about 400 to about 600 clients over the past four and a half years and a mass email would fit there because it doesn't make sense for me to call these people because some of them have only come in once. Some have come in more recently. Yeah. Those that have come a couple times, I have kind of talked to them and, and probably have had some type of conversation with them. But the ones that are specifically residential, those I, and for everyone, I would just end up sending a mass email. Um, for those that are our good clients or like our original clients that we've had, um, you know, I'm going to probably keep maybe two, possibly three of my residential clients because they were my first clients and they got me started and they've kind of grew with me. So I'm going to probably just keep them on along with my other uh, small business clients that I have as well. So face to face, if it's a business and you have a small set of business clients, um, if you're going to go from break fix to MSP, because then that's a great introduction of, hey, this is what we're planning to do. This is the model we plan to seek. You know, if this is cool, if not, hey, we do actually have someone else that we're partnering with that we can refer them to. The biggest piece is you don't want to leave them high and dry because then that makes you look like the bad guy. Um, and it just leaves a really bad taste because let's say small business IT doesn't work for you and residential was a good model for you. If you ever decided to go back, it's going to be probably really hard because you kind of left them in the dust. So like for me, all my residential clients, I'm going to let them know, Hey, we're not going to be doing it anymore. Um, There are others in the area. So I'm not too worried about that part, but for my residential clients that are on my managed service plans, I'm planning to drop those as well. So for them, I'm going to wait till they're about to renew. And for them, I'll probably refer them out to my buddy of mine who is in Ravenswood. And some of these clients are in closer to his area. So he probably will take over my residential piece of all that repair going on. So, or I'm sorry, that, that managed service plan as we focus on small businesses. Cool. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you definitely want to, to, to communicate with everybody because your, your current break fix residential client, who knows, they could end up starting a business down the road and then needing your services. Or maybe it's a business client who doesn't want to jump on right now, but now they know about it and a year down the road, they realize that it's something they want to look into and then they'll contact you again. So yeah, just, you know, letting everybody know what the deal is, talking about the benefits and then letting them know that you're still there for them. Even if you're not going to be doing the work, you're there to refer them to somebody. And that's what Brian says in the chat as well. He said, converting them to MSP is all about communicating the benefits, such as you are able to keep a closer, more regular eye on their computers preventative maintenance, um, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it shouldn't be a negative thing. It shouldn't be um, saying like, oh, sorry, we can't serve you. We've got this new thing we're doing that doesn't include you. You right. should be saying, hey, we've got this new way of doing things. It's going to be, you know, proactive. It's going to be predictable. Um, it's, you know, it's got all these benefits uh, and, you know, make it sound like it's, it's a no-brainer to sign on. Make them excited about it. And then, and then hopefully you'll, you'll bring folks along. And yeah, he, he, he didn't really mention that if he was changing a f- client focus. So right. he, it can be break fix for residential and business going to MSP for residential and business or vice versa. So 
I would just try to bring, bring as many people over as possible. Right. And, and, and the biggest piece that you want to do is you don't want to sell them. You want to basically nudge them in a certain way. So that's kind of why I did the reviews campaign because I want to get something out of this communication. I don't want to feel mm-hmm. like, well, it was a bust on what I did. You know, right. I sent an email, I got nothing. So I did three things in my emails. I notified them on what we were trying to do in 2018. I asked for a review and I asked for a referral. So in a good case, I'll get three. If worst case scenario, I'll at least get a review or at least the emails out there for them to see if they even got the, uh, the review too. And with the, the plugin that I mentioned before, um, having that live view allowed me to see who didn't open the email and who did. Mm. So that can tell, so I can poke them can again, follow up with them. Yeah, exactly. And I don't feel like I'm bothering them because they never really opened it in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess the worst case scenario is you're just contacting your clients again and that's never a bad thing, right? To just say, Hey, how's it going? Here I am. <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> yep. Pretty much. And, uh, yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so hopefully Tom, between all the, the re- responses you got on the post and, and this here, that was uh, enough to point you in the right direction. All right. So another post I want to talk about now, this is um, from one of our favorite posters, um, our friend Dave Greenbaum. And this is from one of two posts that, that we're going to be talking about that he put in the marketing group. Um, this one is, uh, it's got two parts to it, but the, he, he's just talking about some things he accomplished on his website. But what I wanted to focus on was one of the things he accomplished was he was able to put an official Facebook men- messenger inst- integration on his website. So when you go to Dave's website, and I, I don't think he'll mind me saying this, it's called Dr. Dave KC, call D-R-D-A-V-E-K-C.com. Uh, go to his site and you'll see in the lower right hand corner that there's a, a little Facebook messenger bubble that pops up. And so that, that connects directly into his Facebook Messenger uh, in Facebook. And then that, that way he can chat. And, you know, because we're always hopefully managing our business page and doing lots of stuff on Facebook anyways. So that's just one more thing that you don't have to worry about opening someplace else. Um, like, you know, you have a separate chat widget plugin somewhere else that you have to log into and you remember, have to remember to, to look at all the time. Um, this is just going straight into Facebook Messenger. And Facebook is, is doing lots of cool things to make the Messenger platform really easy for you and for your customers to use and keep, keep in touch with you. Um, so this is just a way to connect your website into that. And it looks really slick. I think it, it automatically detects, you know, that you're logged into Facebook. So it shows who you are. It shows your picture there and everything. And, uh, and it's all connected there. So um, two things I want to say about that. Number one is I think you should have a chat, some kind of chat functionality on your, your website, especially uh, if you are primarily focused on, on residential clients. Um, I think that's a great kind of peace of mind for someone to land on your website and be able to chat with you or one of your employees right away because they might have an urgent issue and they're not quite sure. They don't want to bother reading through the website. Um, they just want to talk with someone right away. Um, a lot of people are very averse to talking on the phone these days, especially a younger generation, um, or they might not be able to find your phone number or they might not have their phone on them. So what do they do? They want to chat with someone. And I think it's a great opportunity for people to you know, contact you. Maybe they have a question about your services that isn't immediately apparent on the website. We get that a lot with the chat box on, on tech site builders. People might have a question that's either buried deep in the FAQ section somewhere, or it's something that we don't talk about on the website. They just jump in chat really quick and, and we work it out. And we also use it to support existing clients. And that's what you can do as well. So you can point your existing clients to say, hey, if you're having an issue, you know, jump on the chat first and maybe we can triage it a little bit through chat um, and then say, hey, you need to bring it into the shop or hey, let's schedule an appointment. And it's just, I, I think it's a great way to stay in, in contact and, and Facebook is making it really easy. Now, Paco, you were lo- looking into this, right? And you said it's not a, it wasn't available for you? So yes, um, I was actually looking at this a year ago because uh, when Facebook started getting really into the businesses and really started expanding their stuff, um, they mentioned that they were going to come out with this messenger chat feature for your website and fill out a form and that they would contact you. Um, again, this is well over a year. So when I went back to figure, hey, I wonder whatever happened to that, it sounded like they were highlighting Facebook pages with the chat feature. 
and making sure right. to really highlight that portion of it and the bots and things like that. So I never heard about it again until we were talking about it now before the show that they actually did come out with it. And I think that it's great because it consolidates um, my chat feature for that place. Two, it increases the response times that are on your Facebook page. So right. it will basically say that you're responsive. So I think that's going to be tremendous because people are just going to your website and they're logging in. And I'm sure there's going to be ways on the pixel to grab that too. And then the, uh, and by pixel, I mean the Facebook pixel for those that are asking you specifically on that part. Um, the other reason why I like it is because you can develop one set of bots where if they contact your Facebook mm. page or on the website, it'll prompt for whatever questions that they may have. Now, as far as having a chat on your site is a double-edged sword. Only have a, a bot, or oh, let me rephrase that, only have a live chat on your site if you can monitor it and manage it. If you can't monitor or manage it, at least have the bots or have it set up so that it's a message-taking um, feature and make sure that it's fully fleshed out. Because what's, hap what's happened to me and the reason why I've turned mine off is I will always get messages when I'm on the road. Yep. Or I, and I would forget to turn it off. And at that point, it's already too late. You got to either engage in the, in, the, um, in the conversation or you have to put someone on it. And so it's that kind of in between. And there's no real good way of other than remembering to set yourself away than to go ahead and do it that way. Yeah, there's um, I, I don't know how Facebook determines if you're not logged in or not, because I, I never log out of Facebook, right? I mean, it's just, it's, it's on my app on my phone and it's usually in some tab in my browser on my computer. And yet there's been times where I've been away, you know, from my computer and I've been out and stuff and I, I have it, the messenger set to where it'll give a certain message when I'm away saying, Hey, we're away, but we'll try to get back to you soon. And it'll pop that up sometimes, but I'm not sure how it determines I'm away. Maybe you can just tell that I haven't been active on Facebook for a certain amount of time mm. or something like that. But then you can also set a message just that, that responds right away for someone, even if you are available, saying, hey, you know, we're, we're here, we'll get back to you soon, but we're busy or, you know, we're doing something, so we might not get back to you right away, but we'll get back to you as soon as we can, something like that. Um, so even if, if you're logged in and, and active, but you physically aren't there, um, there's still some sort of message that comes through, and that counts against your, or that that counts for your uh, availability score on your page. So that, that counts as a message that came through in a second, as opposed to, you know, waiting around for you to come, you know, five minutes or whatever it takes for you to actually respond. Yep. So I'll definitely be looking into that. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't know um, because right now I have myself and uh, Madison, my, my assistant who are, who are uh, answering chats and she has actually the primary person who answers them. So I'll have to figure out how to get someone else involved in, in answering the messenger message, chat messages and how that would work. Um, I would imagine you would just add, and this is me, I don't know, I haven't looked into it, but I imagine you just add them as a, some type of mod uh, right. uh, moderator on your page and that'll right. plug into that. Yeah, yeah. So that's something I'll have to look into as well, but who knows, that might be something I'll, I'm, I, I start implementing on TechSite Builder as well. Nice. So cool. thanks, Dave, for yeah, thanks, Dave, for that. Um, also, here's another one from Dave. He uh, did this cool thing uh, this holiday season, and I think he does this every holiday season, where he will handwrite holiday cards to each and every one of his clients, handwritten, individual cards. Each card is different, I believe, and each has a different personalized message. And, he'll, and, and I, I believe he also delivers them in person to his clients. And he says it takes hundreds of hours or however long it takes. It takes him lots of time. It takes him some money. But he says, um, yeah, look, about 600 cards. It takes about 12 hours to write. I typically do them an hour a night and I'll watch a season of something. <laughs> so he'll binge watch something on Netflix while he's doing it. And he starts in late October. Um, and then uh, he carries it. Oh, so, you know, he doesn't do it in person. He emails them out. Um, it's been only clients that he's serviced in the past year. Uh, otherwise, it'd be too expensive. My top 10 clients get a small personal gift that's around $10. And, uh, and he says it has a huge impact on his clients. He gets so many personal thank yous just for a simple card. Uh, it leaves an unforgettable impression 
in these days of high-tech everything. Personal service for personal computers has always been Dave's motto. Uh, and that's how he does that um, himself. And he took a picture of him holding the big uh, post office bin with all of the postcards, with all of the cards in it and stuff. And I think that's a great move as well. That's something you can share with your clients and kind of get them involved in the fun of creating all these cards. Um, I, I just think that's that's kind of a cool idea. I don't know if it's something I'd be willing to do myself. <laughs> but uh, that's devotion. Kudos to Dave for sure. Yeah. Any any thoughts on that one, Paco? No, I mean, for a lot of those that are, I mean, you want to make sure you send some type of communication to your clients. Um, that's just good business. Um, I kind of talked about this on my last episode or two episodes ago on PodNuts Daily, where last year I did something similar where I sent out physical cards, but the previous years I've done uh, MailChimp emails or emails out of Repair Shopper. Um, this year, because of how lean the times have come, um, we're going to be go- we won't be able to do the cards again. Um, so we're going to go back to doing the emails just to let everyone know, hey, we're thinking about, um, you know, it, it sucks that it is a mass mail uh, email out. But at the same time, you know, having some type of communication to them um, and trying to make it authentic as possible is really what will sell your business as a whole that you do care. Um, and especially for those that are big clients um, that have uh, worked with you, trying to get something for them, especially like how we mentioned something that's $10, uh, it's very easy, especially if you're supporting some local businesses, you'll be able to find something really cool if you know your client. So, you know, you should have these great relationships with small businesses. You should be able to know who, you know, the office manager likes X or, you know, that, you know, the office has had a hard time. So they probably need a, a day out or a lunch out or something like that. You know, something like that may help out. So, you know, ordering a couple pizzas, hey, thanks, et cetera. So just get creative with it. Um, but specifically if you don't really have the funds and the money and stamps and, and postage, you know, don't, don't shy away from sending a mass emailer out of your CRM system slash, you know, something like MailChimp to communicate, communicate to your clients that to have for them to have a happy holidays. Yeah, definitely. And this goes back to kind of last week's episode about, uh, marketing in a small town, right? Even if you're not in a small town, it's all about like a local kind of, feeling where, you know, if you're working with, with the local businesses and local residential clients and, and uh, you know, just take the time to do some personal stuff like that um, can go a long way for sure. Awesome. Okay. Uh, we got a few more posts to get to before we do that. I just want to do our last sponsor message. That is, uh, just want to talk about TechSite Builder. Uh, TechSite Builder is the place to go to get a computer business up and running or not a, a website up and running for your computer business. Not a computer business up and running for your website. That would be a little bit different. No, this is where you can get a website up and running for your computer business. And, um, you know, I, I think I've said it all about uh, TechSite Builder. It is, we make it quick and easy. Uh, we make the, the web, everything's taken care of for you. So the hosting, the security, the speed, the optimization, the SEO, backend coding stuff, all that stuff's taken care of. Um, we give you all the tools you need to make a effective website and, and nothing else. So we don't give you, you know, um, fancy, you know, pop-up galleries and, and, you know, swooshy doodads and thingamabobs, nothing, stuff that you don't need, stuff that all the, all the other WordPress, you know, templates and Squarespaces and the Wixes of the world give you that you don't need. We just give you what you need, an easy way to, get people to know about your website and to, um, to be able to contact you. And we make it easy to put your contact information in different areas uh, and make it, you know, very clean and simple for clients to, to get a hold of you, find out what you're about, and then get a hold of you. And that's what TechSite Builder is all about. Make it easy to get your message out there. As Paco was talking about, you know, he's gone through lots of different iterations with his website on TechSite Builder, changing the messaging, changing the images, um, Paco, why don't you talk about a little bit about, um, your experience with like updating the website when you need to. Yep. So the big thing about TechSite Builder is I am a very lazy individual. And <laughs> one of the reasons why I was with a internet provider before, um, or let me rephrase that a website provider before who kind of did the website for me and it was great. You know, I'd send in emails or whatever they would take care of it. The problem was, is that their layout was so busy that I didn't really get the clients and really good qualified leads. Um, once I switched over to uh, TechSite Builder, 
um, you know, I set up everything. I think it was within that same day. Uh, started putting all my stuff, copied over my SEO stuff that I had put in previously through training um, with their videos and stuff. And there's a great video on SEO on the TechSite Builder portal for those that are trying to do something before the new year um, and you have some downtime. Updated all that, put it on there. I received a lot of better quality uh, qualified leads. Um, I received a lot more traffic. And it just, because of the cleaner, the simpler layout, allowed clients to find what they were looking for. Hey, I got this X service and I need this X service because this is broken. Services, hey, that's a picture of what I'm looking at. Boom. Okay. Let me call them. Here, let me send an email. Um, they have the great homepage with the portal stuff. So um, as far as the contact us. So a lot of that has really helped out um, and being able to kind of tweak a couple things to be able to get it over to my CRM system has made it that much more helpful um, working with the site. But yeah, I mean, as I mentioned before, me being lazy, it's very simple. I can get stuff done. I can upload my images when I need to. Um, I can switch some stuff around. And especially when you uh, TechSite Builder introduced the page builder, that's really when the customization was really helpful. I got to do things that I wanted to do, move stuff around, and a lot of the latest conversions of the homepage and the services page really helped us manage to transition so many times, especially now as we move forward to um, making it a good small business IT uh, website for our clients. Yeah, and that, that's the beauty of TechSite Builder is it can evolve with your business and you have full control over everything. So it's not one of these companies you hire that builds your website for you and then you have to send them the changes you want and then they may or may not do it how you want them to do it and it may or may not happen quickly. Uh, you have full control over all the changes you make and, uh, and you can you know, evolve your, biz your business website with your business. So if you're looking for a clean slate in 2018, you want to start fresh with a new website, um, uh, if your website isn't working well for you, if it's not converting, like Paco said, if it's not giving you the type of quality, qualified leads that you're looking for, um, definitely check out TechSite Builder at TechSiteBuilder.com. All righty. So we got a few more uh, Facebook posts here to uh, go over. Um, the next one is uh, from Kellen, and Kellen Delgado, and he says, um, has anyone given Google My Business posts a try? I just sent my first one uh, about marketing my maintenance plans uh, as a great gift idea. If you have tried it, do you have any good post ideas? So I just wanted to bring this up because this is something new that Google's doing. Um, it's letting you create posts within your Google My Business interface. So this is the area in Google where you set up your business information and you connect it to your location so it shows up on Google Maps and it'll show up in the little box on Google search results if someone types in your business name and it's kind of a summary of your business, your, your, your store hours, your services, and it all shows up in a nice little box in the Google search results. Well, now there's an extra thing that'll show up there, which is posts. And posts is a great way to promote um, your different, um, if you have any deals going on or different promotions or new services, because uh, it'll show up right there in your uh, My Business profile, and then people can see it and click through and, and check it out and stuff. So it's, it's something worth um, exploring. I read an article recently saying that it has been detected that there is a slight bump in your um, search engine rankings if you make if you create posts in Google My Business. So even just the act of creating a post might uh, it you know no one knows for sure, but it looks like through evidence and stuff that it might actually give your business a little bit of a boost in the rankings if you do that. And that makes sense because again, Google is looking for quality stuff to show at the top of their search results, and having a fleshed out Google My Business profile where you do everything that they want you to do in Google's eyes means that you're a quality business. So it's something to check out. Is that something you've looked into, Paco? Yeah. So when this feature first came out, I didn't really know how to treat it because I didn't know if this was... Because when you look at posts, you think social media and you think right. like, all right, who's going to come to this thing to check my posts and how are they going to know about my posts? Like and you what, have a blog and then you have... All these right. things, what is this going to do? Yeah. So, so I didn't really know how to mess with it until like reading some of this stuff. And I actually posted one earlier in the month. And so what I'm doing is I'm treating it like my Instagram account or when I used to before. And I'm wow. actually reusing some of those images as well, where I'm creating fact tips on 
those posts. So in the image, one of the first ones I put was, did you know that, you know, a uh, small business loses $86,000 on average for every breach it has, um, you know, something nice. like that. And so I posted, you know, and that was a, I created that uh, image through a program called Typerama. I grabbed the image, typed the text on it. And so I put that on there and I did put a play with hashtags on the, did you know, but it kind of looked a little messy. So I just changed it out and just put, did you know, and just posted it that way. Um, so I think that's how I'm going to be treating it. Um, but I have been looking into my it kind of optimizing my Google, my business uh, listing because majority of my businesses before find us through Google or Yelp. So anything that I can right. do to optimize it, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, and one of the biggest information that I found was not only this look working on the post, but making sure your address is the one that's um, formatted like the one for the USPS or the United, uh, for those in the US, um, the United States Postal Service. So when I plugged in my address, it was spelled out differently than how the normal street is. So my address is 10 South Riverside Plaza, you know, Riverside, one word, Plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, and right. suite, you know, S-U-I-T-E, you know, 875. So there's different ways to write it. So what I found out is the post office actually translates Plaza to P-L-Z, and uh. suite is read, uh, they translated to S-T-E. So I changed that on the website and have noticed that, one, it fixed an issue that I had with the Google Maps plug, um, translation with, huh. website, with Tech Site Builder. Because it couldn't figure out what my how my address for the maps. Right. Once I put it in there, now it's working with no problem. Interesting. Plus, for those that are searching it, because it's registered, it's formatted like the USPS. Supposedly, it gives it a better search radius when people are looking. Cool. So that nice. was a tip I found on one of the. I forgot what article I read the other day, but that was something that I looked at. You know, optimizing your Google My Business listing. Um, I try to look. I try to go into that mode of how do I, you know, make this better um, every so often. Yeah, that's awesome. Great, great tips. And actually you uh, recommended someone who we're going to have on the show uh, later next year, who yes. is a, a Google My Business expert. Yep. Um, and so we, we did confirm that she's going to be on, I think it's the first show in February. Nice. Um, okay, to, good. To talk about that. So that, that should yeah. be interesting because I don't know much about optimizing the Google My Business uh, profile. So yeah, That'll she she. Uh, I watched her at a, a, a an online uh, local uh, marketing summit. So she, I mean, she said a lot of great stuff of you know understanding what the platform does, and like that's her thing. She she monitors it. She looks at the changes. She looks at everything that goes in there. So that's something. Hopefully, it'll bring some value to the audience. Yeah, for sure. Um, awesome. Okay, uh, a couple more posts here. Uh, one from uh, David Molnar. This, uh, he was just sharing an article about how Facebook is starting to demote posts that are fishing for likes. So basically, you know, those, those gimmicky posts that, that businesses will, will post saying, hey, you know, um, comment, you know, with the word something or other and, uh, and we'll give you a free something or other. Or, you know, uh, like this post if you are a Virgo or, you know, in September or, you know, whatever, like this post if you're something, 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 just as a way to, to boost a false sense of engagement because Facebook, you know, promotes posts, a business's posts that are being well engaged. Uh, and that's how, you know, your, your business page posts will get in front of more people as if Facebook sees that there, there's a lot of engagement around it. And so because of that, people were playing games, you know, saying, trying to get people to like it just for the sake of liking it, not because they actually like the content of the post. And so that always kind of got on my nerves. And finally, Facebook is wising up to that. And it's got algorithms, kind of like the Google search results, you know, look for those spammy websites that are just keyword stuffing to try to game the system. Facebook is looking for those gimmicks in the Facebook posts, and it's going to demote those Facebook posts in favor of posts that are actually getting likes because people like the post. Will this affect those live posts that I don't know if you've ever seen it where they kind of use the reactions as like a polling method to keep like whatever it is that happened. Um, like so it'll be like X topic, right? These reactions for whatever. And it's like a live video just streaming forever. I see yep. those all the time. Sometimes that, you know, you know, whatever reaction toward that post, is that something that this is talking about or this is something more 
just on those gimmicky ones. Yeah, it's uh, it's that's that's kind of a gray area, right? Um, okay. You know, just like a lot of stuff in Google, there's not a black and white, like this is something that's going to be penalized and this is something that's not. It's okay. always like kind of, the, and it's an algorithm, right? So it's looking for certain keywords and looking for certain behaviors that are common of those, those like baiting type of, of posts. So that's, I think that's something that we'll just have to kind of see over time if what type of posts are, are affected by that. Um, but, I, but I think it's kind of an overall effort for what Facebook is trying to do is to kind of clean up its its feeds, you know, after the, the election last year where there was a lot of, you know, fake news and stuff that was showing up in Facebook and, and a lot of these gimmicks that businesses are doing trying to get people to engage with a post um, in, a, in a not, you know, organic way. Um, they're just, they're trying to, to fix that stuff. So that's why I always recommend whether it's SEO or whether it's Facebook or whether it's whatever, um, you know, don't, don't, if there's a rule saying like, hey, a, a well-engaged post works better than a post that doesn't get any engagement, don't try to do a, a gimmick or some kind of game or something to get people to like or get people to do something. Um, I, I always advocate for organically trying to get people to like your post. Get people to like your stuff because it's engaging, because it's fun, because it speaks to them, because it's good quality. Same with your website. Get your website to rank well because it's a good quality, because it it's, it's, you know, it's got good content for your, your clients, not because you're trying to game the system using crazy SEO techniques and stuff. Um, so I, I just think that's, that's kind of a, a good news for some, for me, <laughs> and not good news for others who, who, you know, kind of make a living out of trying to do sneaky tactics like that. So just want to make you guys aware of that. And then finally, the last post I want to talk about is from uh, our buddy Lisa Hendrickson. She said that a, a website marketing friend of her just emailed her about sending quizzes to generate leads. And uh, she never thought about that before, but she was asking if anyone has done it. And I, I have seen some stuff around that here, especially lately where, um, you know, it's, it was a big thing on Facebook to take quizzes like, you know, what, what Game of Thrones character are you and, and take those kind of funny, you know, quizzes like that. But you can do that in a business sense too, where you can have, uh, if, you, you know, if your typical client is a lawyer, you can have a quiz about, you know, what kind of lawyer are you? And you can have like famous lawyers from movies be the, the thing that they end up being at the end of the quiz. Um, it can be fun like that or it can be serious, like maybe a HIPAA quiz to, to see like a healthcare um, clients of yours or potential health, healthcare clients of yours can take a quiz to see how HIPAA cl- compliant they are. And then at the end of the quiz, it asks, you know, I think the way it works is in order to see the results of everybody else who took the quiz, you need to put in your email address and that's a way to capture a lead. So quizzes are kind of a fun, engaging way to capture uh, leads for your business. And um, there's uh, one link that I found, a company that, that provides this as a service. It's called Lead Quizzes um, and it's at leadquizzes.com and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But that's basically where you can create a quiz through their system and then it creates the quiz so that it, it gathers the person's information at the end. And then that's a great way to capture leads. You know you're getting qualified leads because the quiz is built for a particular type of person, whether it's lawyers or healthcare providers. And then they're engaged with it. They're, they're going through it. And so you know that they're, they're engaged. They're in your target market. And then you can, uh, you can then follow up with them uh, afterwards because you have their email address. So that's kind of something cool to look into, like a new kind of marketing tactic to look into in 2018. Is that something you, you consider doing? No, uh, <laughs> I didn't know there was such a thing. I just don't know. Yep. Like it, I would have to look into it more to see how this is being used because I feel like if you just randomly send quizzes of like, Hey, you know, how well are you versed in X or something like that? It would have to be an open invitation of, Hey, enter your email. If you'd like us to talk to you about more. Um, like you said, I think the quiz has to be fun, engaging, not viewed as spam. And then in turn, try and say, Hey, if you're interested, let us know type of deal versus, Hey, you want to see the results? Give us our email. And then I feel like that's just going right. to open a door for all kinds of stuff. Like perfect example, like everyone knows nowadays that like white pages, eBooks, things like that, that a lot of vendors want you to download. You're going to get a phone call from them later on. 
So that's why they right. tend to, you know, that sort of thing. So I don't know if that's kind of how this is going to play, like how the uh, splash pages are, but uh, or squeeze pages, I should say. So I'll look. I'll have to look into it, but I haven't considered it. Yeah, and that's that's. I, I don't know exactly how it works either. Um, I remember I was I was listening to like a, a podcast. I think it was Mixergy or, or some podcast where they had someone who developed a company that provides like lead quizzes. It might've been leadquizzes.com or it might've been something else. And they, they were talking about it and, and it, you know, it isn't a right fit for every business. Um, but it's, it's just another kind of outside of the box way to capture leads, especially if you're, if the type of client you're looking for is kind of, um, worn out from the typical eBooks and the typical, um, you know, uh, other ways that you would capture a lead. Um, there's a, there are certain industries where they see that a lot and they, you know, they, they have every ebook and they don't care about ebooks and they have every white paper. They don't care about white papers. And so this is kind of another thing to get them engaged and get them reaching out to you. That isn't kind of the same old thing. So just something to look into. Um, interesting, uh, interesting, um, idea, I think. Um, so, you know, that along with, I, I think we kind of covered a lot of cool kind of new stuff that, that people um, are just starting to hear about and might be using like the Facebook Messenger widget and the Google My Business posts and, and lead quizzes and some of this stuff. I think, you know, it's cool that we talk about this and that we bring it up so that, you know, in 2018, you can kind of experiment with some of this stuff, especially if you feel like you've hit a plateau with your marketing uh, and you're not getting... Um, as many leads as it used to be, maybe you need to change up your, your, uh, your, your focus or your, your tactics a little bit. And so these are all kind of great little things to, uh, to, to look into for sure. Um, let's see, Brian in the chat says he would like to thank, I'd like to thank Matt Paco and all the other guests during the year for all the great technical tips and business marketing advice. It was a big help. Thanks folks. Wishing you all a great Christmas. Thanks, Brian. Uh, happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas as well. Uh, thanks for being a loyal listener, and thanks for everyone who's who's listened and watched the uh, the show over this last year. I think it's been a great, it's been the uh, inaugural year of the Computer Business Marketing Show. I hope you guys have been enjoying it and uh, have been loving it as much as I've been loving doing it. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to focus in on marketing because even if I just focus in on the narrow aspect of marketing, there's so many different uh, approaches and things to talk about and and different tactics and tools and technologies and, and mindset things to talk about. And we've got a lot of already a lot of great guests lined up for 2018. Um, we actually are booked through February um, nice. with guests in 2018. Lots of good stuff talking about, um, let me see if I can bring up uh, what we're going to be talking about here. While I do that, Paco, do uh, you got any parting words for folks? Uh, no, just... Uh just simply keep on going. Um, I know that as we mentioned, uh, for those that are working on their businesses, whether it's uh, after hours, full time, or just trying to figure out what's the next play for their business, just uh, continue to keep wanting to learn because the only way you'll be able to grow is to learn something new. And you never know when that one idea is what's going to catch like wildfire for your business. Excellent. Yeah, so um, some of the topics we'll be talking about next year include uh, Facebook ads. That's always a good one. Um, talking about uh, just in general marketing on Facebook, how to close a sale. So this might be interesting to you, Paco, uh, because that seems to be the, the one thing that you're trying to tweak these days is once you get the lead in there, how do you close that sale? And so we have a, a sales expert that's coming on in January to talk about that. Uh, we've got a, an SEO expert going to talk about backlinks. So how do you get backlinks, uh, links to your website to use for SEO and the difference between good links and bad, bad links and all of that stuff? Um, we've got someone on to uh, talk about um, and Google My Business, uh, like we mentioned, and uh, lots of other stuff. So we've got some good, good topics coming in 2018. So definitely join us here on the show in 2018. Uh, we're going to keep going strong. We're going to keep doing this every week live. Um, I will be back next week. Uh, we don't have a guest next week, so I think I'll just be doing kind of an end-of-the-year wrap-up and then talk about some things uh, to do for your marketing plan for 2018. So we'll kind of talk about a marketing plan uh, and how to put that together and some things you should think about putting on your marketing plan. 
So uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. I'd like to, again, uh, thank Paco for hanging out. Uh, good to see you again. Good to, uh, good to get, the, get the old gang back together and, uh, <laughs> and do, do the show like we used to do it. Um, and for the rest of you guys, you know, head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com. There you can get links to all of the different, uh, different things we talked about on the show today. And then let us know what you thought of the show in the comment section there. Don't forget to join us in the Facebook group, the Computer Business Marketing Facebook group. You can go to techsitebuilder.com slash group, and that'll take you straight to the Facebook group where you can uh, um, request access and we'll let you in uh, if you're a computer business owner. And then, of course, if you listen to the show on iTunes or Stitcher, please be sure to leave us a review. Uh, I love to hear your feedback, and every review you leave help. Every review you leave helps the show so that it can be found by others on those podcast platforms. Finally, don't forget to check out our sponsors: Computer Business Breakthrough and Tech Site Builder. Thanks for checking out the Computer Business Marketing Show. Let's do this one more time, Paco. This is Matthew Rodella, and this is Paco LeBron saying here's to your success. Mm-hmm.